There is some potentially huge news going on in the gaming world right now. Xbox exclusives may not be so exclusive anymore. So what does that mean for the gaming industry? Is Xbox going to stay a console going forward? Or is this Microsoft's first step towards being exclusively software related? Well, that's exactly what we're gonna be talking about today in episode number 48 of the Potion Poppers podcast. Let's get it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Potion Poppers podcast. My name is Chris, and I'm still flying solo. Will is technically back from Japan, uh, but he is not going to be joining us today. We are going to be recording a bit more in the upcoming week and releasing a new episode later on. And you will get to hear all about his incredible adventures in Japan land and his jet lag. <laughs> That's one of the big things he's dealing with right now is jet lag. Actually, we didn't even record. Like, he's been back for a while. He's been back since, like, uh, last week. But he was so jet lagged last week. He's like, dude, I'm like, I get it. You're, you're fine. So, you know, we didn't record last week. But he's back. He's back in black. He survived. Uh, no more earthquakes. No, no tidal waves. No nothing. He's back. He's fine. But, man, it's funny because... <laughs> he leaves and then literally within a few days after leaving pal world happens and everything the world just explodes there's just so much going on so much gaming news uh so much going on in the world of video games and uh he's missed all of pal world i don't know if he's played at all since he's been back but uh yeah so you can expect a little bit of a discussion about pal world and everything that's been going on there but uh we'll get we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there no real big recent developments with power world other than the fact that i don't think nintendo can actually sue them because if they could have they would have um but yeah and and all this crap has come out but that like even the the uh video that had the character models lining up like that was fabricated apparently and the person who did that admitted it the person who said that they were using ai um, came out and basically said, oh yeah, I just made that up. Like, And the AI thing I knew was just made up. Like, that's obvious. Anyone with a brain could figure out like, yeah, that's not actually true. But, you know, the models where they line up and like the the meshes look almost identical, like that's that was all fabricated apparently. So I don't get it though. Like, guys, it's a, it's a game. It's a freaking video game. Why are people going through so much effort to try and destroy something that a, a video game that they don't like because it's similar to a game they love i i think it i feel like it should be the opposite right if you have a game you love and then another game comes out that takes what you love or as the idea of the thing you love and makes it better like why not just enjoy it like just enjoy it enjoy the new game you can like more than one thing at a time it's possible um, like just enjoy the new game for what it's worth because, and then the, and then the journalists, oh my gosh, these journalists are so freaking ridiculous. Like, and this is the thing, the, the thing about like video game journalism along with, um, like they're kind of going the way of movie reviewers. Nobody cares about what critics actually say, like, you know, critic, uh, movie critics who write for like the New York times or, or whatever. No one cares what they say because they've got this highbrow approach. Oh, this movie's 
writing is is bad because of blah 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 and like the normal consumer is like i don't even notice that it was just an entertaining movie and that's the thing is we don't play video games or or go to movies because we're looking for highbrow intellectual art it's like no it's entertainment the whole point of it is to check out and you know enjoy the experience that's it you know like I don't need a game that makes me contemplate or think about, you know, my role in the universe or, or anything like that. I just want to have fun. And that's all it is to it. Same thing with a movie. Entertain me. Are you not entertained? Well, apparently video game journalists and movie reviewers, uh, critics, they are not entertained because, and I think a lot of that actually comes from the fact that they spend so much time analyzing, playing and analyzing games that I don't think they can have fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cause they're like analyzing the music. It's like, oh, this music's not that bad. It's like, uh, it's like if in whatever industry you work in, if you work in production, like manufacturing of something, whether that's knives, video games, guns, dental tools, whatever, right? Like the thing is, or or if you're if you're a biologist, right? You look at things differently. So, um, when you look at a forest, like for example, as a as a uh, forest ranger or, or 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 someone who uh botanist or whatever right who understands the plants and ecology and stuff like that when they look at a forest they see something completely different than when you and i look at a forest right someone who doesn't really know we see a, a bunch of beautiful trees and we don't know why but it look it just looks so good it's so pleasant to be out there whereas the you know the forest ranger is like Oh, look at all these dead branches on the ground. That's a fire hazard. Oh no, look at that. That tree showing signs of beetle kill. You know, if there if that becomes an issue, then, then you know it could kill all the trees in this area. Like they think differently. Um, I don't think that they can really enjoy it the same way we do. You know, same thing with like uh like the industry I'm in is like uh like working with field crops and stuff like that. I do marketing, but for the people that are um you know, on the science side of that, they look at a field and they're like, oh, these, you know, these crops are not at the same height. Like they, they it doesn't look good. Or they look at, uh, at a field of wheat and they're like, oh, you know, this, this, uh, this wheat has these issues. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they just don't see it the way we do anymore. And I think that's the case with movie reviewers and video game reviewers. So I give them, you know, give them a little bit of grace, um, but it's just a different world for them. They can't see the forest without seeing the trees. They have to see the the little details, the things that the that are done wrong because they can't not see it anymore. They've been reviewing and nitpicking for so long that they can't just enjoy a game anymore, which is sad. I think that's sad, but it makes sense because it's their job, which is why I don't put a lot of stock into like professional video game reviewer, reviewers who are like reviewing the graphics and reviewing um, the the balance of the game and and like the musical score and the dialogue it's like yeah like so i think there's a threshold right for things like when the dialogue is so bad it gets noticeable and it, it can ruin a game experience but i feel like most of us have like a pass fail bar right where if the dialogue's good enough it doesn't negatively impact our game and if the dialogue's amazing we still don't even really notice that, you know, like there's a point where something is so bad, it's noticeable. Um, but if it passes the, the benchmark of whether it's noticeable or not to us, 
as long as it's not noted, you know, there aren't any noticeable big issues, then we don't really care because we just want to have fun. Same thing with movies. We just want to be entertained. So anyways, at least that's my take on it. You can let me know if you think differently, but yeah, so I I don't take I don't put stock in all the all the game reviewers. I'm enjoying Pal World. I freaking love that game. Um, I've been playing some other stuff. We'll probably talk about that more in the next uh, episode. But I've been playing Enshrouded, uh, not Enshrouded. I'm sorry, Last Epoch. I want to play Enshrouded, but I've got so, there's so many other games and just life in general is busy. So I, I've uh, I've been playing Overwatch. I've been playing Last Epoch, which I like Last Epoch, but there's just something about it that feels off and i can't put my finger on it like the progression system is nice but it's like it's like this is great but there's a but everywhere you know when i play it like something just feels wrong it just feels wrong um i will say the characters are i don't like the design of the characters i i think they're ugly <laughs> and uh you're like well chris it's a it's a you know it's a it's an arpg like diablo like you're not even going to be seeing your character i'm like yeah but i yeah, you do see your character, but there's just something about the character models that I don't like. I would love to be able to edit the character um, because of that reason. And I don't, I don't get it. Like, if you're creating characters for a game that you're not letting the players, you know, modify or like create their own character, why don't you just make them good looking characters? Like guy and girl models, like just make them, make them look good. You know, not, not these weird, like five out of 10, you know, characters, like they're kind of ugly. And it's like, and that bothers me. And that bothers me when characters are intentionally made to be unattractive. It's like, well, you, you can make, you can make an attractive character with making them into like these anime, super unrealistic model type things. Right. Like, like but if you've got a character create creator, then, you know, where you can modify things and that's up to the player. If a player wants to make a, a plain Jane, boring person who just would blend into the background that's fine you know if they want to do that or if they want to make some kind of abomination like in power world uh then they can do that too so it's just one of those things where uh you know if you let the player decide you, generally they'll be more happy so anyways uh lassie box it's fun but there's something about it also something about the skills um i don't i don't know i don't know what it is Maybe I'm spoiled because of Path of Exile. I can just change my skills whenever, you know, as much as I want and modify them as much as I want. Like with the, with the passive, not the passive, with the, with the skill modifier gems, you can swap them in and out. And with this, you can't like you, you do it and you can refund, but there's a cost. It's just, I don't know, something about it. I, uh, is it better than Diablo 4? I don't know. I don't know. I personally, again, it's, it's in uh, early access right now still, so it's not even the full build. But I think I like Diablo 4 better. Um, and I know Diablo 4 kind of has the same issue where you can't really... I mean, you can. Honestly, I think refunding and changing skills in Diablo 4 is easier. But there's... Uh, because you, it just costs gold um, after level 20 or something like that. Like, it just costs gold to respec. And there's plenty of gold. Um, so that's not a big deal. Um, but in last epoch, and I, I just need to dig in more. I just need to dig in more to learn it better. Uh, so that way I have a better understanding of the respec system and the crafting system seems really cool. Um, but the equipment is kind of boring to me and it feels so random. Like the, 
I, I just don't, I just haven't learned like what modifiers or what stats uh, each piece of equipment like changes and stuff. Um, and then the suffixes and fx. I just, I don't know. I just need to learn the crafting because the crafting seems like it's really cool. Um, but again, not, I'm, I'm at like mid game. I'm not even at end game. I'm like late mid game. And I still don't feel like I should do any crafting, uh, mostly because I don't get a lot of crafting materials. Um, if there was a way to break down items to get more materials, that would be great. I mean, there technically is a way, but it uses a resource that so far has been very rare. So I don't want to use it just on anything. So I'm selling all my items for gold that I'm not spending. Like I don't even use the gold for anything. And then, um, and then I just don't have a whole lot of crafting materials. So if I want to like, cause I have, and here's the other thing too, is I don't find myself switching my equipment very much. Um, like very rarely, like in the beginning I was switching a lot, but now like I've, after even five, six, seven levels later, I'm still using the same stuff, which was kind of my issue with Torchlight 2, Torchlight Infinite, not Torchlight 2, Torchlight Infinite, uh, is that I just felt like I was, all, I, I didn't have any reason to change equipment. Um, all the power comes from the skills, which is fine, understandable. And then the equipment does give you like them, you know, makes it better, but, um, just the loot that drops. I don't know. I don't know. There's something about it. I'm enjoying it still, but I go, I only give it like a six out of 10. Whereas a lot of people are like, oh, this is great. It's a great game. I'm like, it's kind of meh so far for me. I do enjoy Diablo four better. Um, and I don't even really like Diablo four. So. I guess I put them about the same. I'd say for me, Last Epoch and Diablo are kind of the same, but Diablo's uh, story is a lot better for the campaign, which I never get to play anymore because every season you have to beat the whole freaking game before you can enjoy the seasonal mechanic. Like I, I want to play through the season with the mechanic. Like I enjoy it. I, with Path of Exile, I enjoy playing through the campaign every season, a couple times a season. I like the story. It's just, it's so dumb, so dumb. There's no reason to lock it behind endgame, like the seasonal mechanics. Like, why can't I just, I, I want to play the game, let me play it the way I want to, and then give me access to the mechanic right from the beginning, or right from that first town, the, the first, like, main town, you know what I mean? Like, I can play that whole intro um, section for that first little town in the beginning, and then uh, unlock it once I get to the main town. Like, that's, uh, there's no reason to, to not to, you know what I mean? Anyways, so... Uh, that's just how I feel about it, but Last Epoch's fun. It's all right, um, but I still enjoy it. It's still entertaining, um, and uh, yeah, I play, I've, I've been talking a lot about Last Epoch, uh, even though I've mostly been paying, playing uh, Pal World, and I did start playing a little more, a little more Overwatch, uh, doing competitive, and yeah, I, 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 Overwatch is still like a six to seven out of ten for me. But it's fast, and that's the thing, is like, if I just want to play a couple rounds of something, like, sit down for half an hour to 45 minutes and just play a little bit, Overwatch is my go-to because I can get a couple, two to three, you know, games in um, and then be done. Um, and since there's no story arc or anything like that, it's, it's, it's quick, right? So I guess that's why a lot of people do, like, mobile games. Like, with mobile games, you just pull it out, you play for, like, 15 minutes, 10 minutes. Same thing for Overwatch and me, and... I kind of got, I've now that I have fully, I've accepted, I've come to peace. <laughs> I've come to peace with the fact that I don't even care what my rank is anymore. I don't care about winning or losing anymore. I just go in there with the attitude of having fun and 
and seeing how things play out and uh, I don't get mad anymore or very rarely does it bother me. I just, it, you know, I've kind of let go of caring about how I do in Overwatch. So anyways, it's made it more enjoyable. But yeah, so that's what I've been popping, guys. Um, but let's move on to the main topic of discussion. And this is a doozy. It's a potential big deal. It could be a huge deal. And if you've obviously you're watching, so you probably already see the title to this. But is it bye bye Xbox? Is Xbox as a console going away? Because um, news has come out, guys. News has come out that the Xbox exclusives, it seems like a few of them are heading over to PlayStation, or at least that's what Microsoft is doing, is they are transitioning to being more of a game developer, development studio with the purchase of Activision Blizzard. And, you know, they've also done other, you know, acquisitions and stuff in uh, recent years. But are they going full third party? Is Xbox as a console disappearing? Will it disappear? Don't know. There's supposed to be a, uh, a press release um, where they're going to come out and not a press release, but like a, a business discussion, basically, where they're going to talk about the direction of, of Xbox going forward. And so, I don't know if you're, unless you've been hiding under a rock and this is news to you, I'm probably, I'm sure you've probably thought about it a little bit, but I have concerns. Uh, I am not a console Andy, you know, I don't, I don't uh, subscribe to Xbox is the best or PlayStation's the best, but I do subscribe to Nintendo's greedy a-holes who need to loosen up and let their communities uh, love their products without slapping them or punching them in the face. Um, I don't like Nintendo for the same reason well not the same reason different reason from from apple like it's good they make great games it's a great product um but i just just the way nintendo has gone has frustrated me um so anyways we'll see but uh yeah so xbox uh is probably bringing over halo to uh playstation uh, Indiana Jones, the new Indiana Jones game is probably going to PlayStation. Hi-Fi Rush is going to PlayStation, um, and that's an Xbox exclusive. So the question is, what's going on? Um, in fact, they actually had a... Excuse me, I got something in my eye. Ah, it's your finger, Chris. You got a finger in your eye. Yeah, well. Oh, well. Ugh, now I got to put my headphones back on. It's still in my eye. Yes, the finger. <laughs> the finger. The finger is still in my eye because something else is still in my eye. Ah, eyelashes. And I'm leaving it in. I'm leaving it in. No cuts. Anyways, um, yeah, I got completely lost track. Lost track of what I was what I was saying. So Xbox going third party, potentially. Now, I again, oh yes, 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 yes. Console wars. I don't care about the console wars. Like if you're like I don't understand why people care. The people that care so much are probably super brand loyal to a bunch of other brands too. And they integrate these brands into their lives as part of their identity as who they are. And so they have to defend it. And I don't get that. I mean, you can, again, you can love something while still enjoying something else. I have two Nintendo Switches, even though I don't like Nintendo. I've got my Xbox uh, Series X and a PlayStation 5. I've had one of every of both cons of all three consoles for the last two generations, and as a kid, I would have I would have done it all the way back, you know, uh, when I was a kid too, because I was never 
all about like individual consoles like oh nintendo's the best no sega's the best like you can enjoy both of them and enjoy their games i am a gamer i am not an xbox fan i'm a gamer i love games on all platforms as long as the game is good then i'll play it you know like awesome that's why i love my pc is because pc has the biggest video game library out of any other platform any platform and i can play a ton of the old games where you can't do that on a lot of the on the new systems right i mean they've they've opened up with that you can download them and like game pass is amazing because they actually give you access to a lot of the older games too um but i don't understand the console war baloney you know um the reason sega had to drop out is because it was too competitive there wasn't space in the market for three for four consoles at the time because you have nintendo you know playstation and xbox and at that time nintendo was competing on technology and innovation um and like graphics and stuff like that i mean freaking the nintendo 64 was named after the fact that it had 64-bit graphics <laughs> you know what i mean they're like this is so much better graphics 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 um and so nintendo has obviously shifted from that but but that's the thing is if there's no xbox exclusive titles anymore if they go that route and it looks like they will because here's the thing is is microsoft think about microsoft what hardware does microsoft make nothing <laughs> they are a software company they don't make the computers you buy they make the software that the, is run on the computers right windows is a software windows is not a computer you can get your computer from Dell, from HP, you know, you got your, you got, there's tons, Lenovo, uh, Asus, like, or Asus, like there's a ton of options for manufacturers of PCs that use Windows, but it's still a Windows, it's software. Windows does make some other stuff too. I know some of you are like, oh, well, oh, they, they do make mice and keyboards. Yeah, they do. They make some peripheral and stuff like that, but the xbox is the only real hardware they make and they don't make money on their hardware same thing with playstation playstation and xbox do not make money on their consoles where do they make money on the sale of games so they are using a console right as a loss leader to get you to buy their to buy games from them and so i'm thinking that they're looking at they're like why are we losing money on hardware when we can just strike deals and sell software, we can just buy the developers, we can make games and get rid of the big cost, you know, the, the consoles. Um, but I think that presents an issue. Okay. Now, from a business perspective, who knows? Maybe that will be really smart for them. Maybe that's the best thing they can do as far as the interests of their shareholders goes. Um, but how is PlayStation going to respond to this? Because I don't really trust PlayStation at this point. Um, I feel like they're kind of going the way of, of Apple and Nintendo, where it's just like, um, we're going to do everything we can to screw you over and squeeze every penny out of you. And I think Microsoft is kind of going that way too with their games. I mean, they just bought Blizzard. Um, and like, it's just... I think... I think so when there's no comp when lack of competition is a bad thing in a marketplace and here's the thing if xbox leaves there will be someone who will be happy to step in 
and take that second, that third spot, right? Because there's still money there, right? Like there's still going to be money there because they make money from selling other developers' games on their consoles, right? They, it's from the software. So I guarantee someone will step in and fill that third spot because in every market, um, there's usually three big ones. Um, depending on, depending on the, the product and stuff, like the split may be different, but usually the top two sellers are like neck and neck. One is usually better than the other, but you know, in sales, but only slightly. And then the third place is usually a significant step down. But the thing with the, with video games is that you technically have four big players, right? Currently you've got Microsoft, Xbox, Sony, PlayStation. You've got the Nintendo Switch, and then you've got PC. So you've got four in there. And the thing is, with Microsoft, they are PC. So they're already, you know, they because they have Windows. They make Windows. So they own <clears throat> two of the big ones, right? And you can, and also with this transition, Game Pass, because, and I don't know all the technical stuff behind this, but to me, it makes sense that games that are made for Xbox are very easy to port over to Windows because I would assume that the Xbox software is very similar to Windows. Now, you can't quote me on that because I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. But logically, it makes sense to say, oh, we already have software for computers. We're making another computer that's only for video games. Let's just use what we have, change it a little bit, and then you know, put it on as an actual de dedicated gaming console. And with Game Pass, you can play, <clears throat> excuse me, basically every game that's on Game Pass is available for PC and Xbox. Because I play a ton of Game Pass, game Pass games on my PC. That's where I prefer to play my games, um, especially first-person shooters, it, it, because the mouse, like I love aiming with a mouse, and it's easier to control, in my opinion. It's more responsive. I prefer playing with a mouse and keyboard, but I love being able to go from my PC to sitting on the couch if I just want to chill and, and, uh, and play a game on the couch, right? Because I do enjoy that as well. But, so I, I guess for me, if Xbox leaves the console game, it doesn't matter that much as long as Game Pass is still around. Um, but there will be someone who steps up to fill that spot. Um, but who could it be, right? This is all hypothetical. We don't know if Xbox is planning on leaving the console game. And I don't know how the, the Xbox Andes, the, the, you know, Xbox fanboys are going to feel if a PlayStation fanboys are going to be like, yeah, <laughs> you know, in your face and the console war will be over. Um, because Nintendo doesn't really compete with Xbox and PlayStation. Like there's not a lot of game crossover and the games are always worse on the switch. It's just, if you're playing Nintendo games, you're playing it for Nintendo exclusive IPs, right? You're not playing it because you want to play Skyrim. You, know, you play Skyrim on your Xbox, PlayStation, or PC because it's better, a million times better. Same thing with like Mortal Kombat. Like any high quality game that's ported to Switch is, is usually garbage um, because the Nintendo Switch is garbage as far as technically, capability-wise. So anyways... So that's what I'm thinking about. It's like, well, who's the next big player? Because it would make sense. I honestly think for Microsoft as a company, it might be a really good move 
to, to not be in the console wars, to not be making the hardware. Um, but then they would also lose a lot of that uh, software money from other developers selling on their platform, right? Because it's basically a marketplace. So I don't know, guys. Um, how do you feel about it? I It excites me, but it also... Because it's huge. If Xbox leaves, that's huge. I do love Xbox. I prefer it over PlayStation because of the reasons I mentioned earlier, like with PlayStation being shady. Um, I'm just, that concerns me. Concerns me what's going to happen when PlayStation doesn't have any competition in the adult game market. Because, um, yeah, at that point, then there's no, then they will start charging more for their consoles and, and, and making more money on it because they can. They don't have any competition. Um, and then the games, I'm sure they'll increase the price of their games because since they're the only ones that can run these games, all the developers have one game. There's only one, there's only one sheriff in town, right? There's only one person they can go to to sell their games that they develop other than PC. So I think it, it would increase the focus on PC for a little while for development. Um, because PlayStation can really screw over the developers in as far as like, I don't, I, is it licensing? Basically so that the developers can sell their games for PlayStation. I'm sure there's some thing in there that PlayStation makes a certain amount of money on, you know, on these developers. They have to make money on the developers of these games <clears throat> to allow them to sell the game on their platform. But if they're the only platform, they're going to hike up the cost of the developer, which means that it's, Guys, let me teach and give you a little secret. If for those of you that haven't thought about this and, and complain about the price of food and don't understand how minimum wages affect the price of goods, the businesses will not lose money. It, it never happens. If, if a business owner's labor costs goes up from 40% to 60%, what are they going to do? Well, oh, well, I guess we're just going to lose that money and we're not going to keep it anymore. Shucks. No, they're going to increase the price of their product by the same amount. So their profit margins will not change. Your cost as a consumer will go up. Their expenses, like if, the, if you increase the expenses on the business owner, the cost of the product goes up. So you're the one that suffers. So cost of living goes up. And that's why when you do things like raise wages, it, it's nice temporarily for the people, but the businesses just increase their costs. So you're making more money and now it costs more money to live. And with other things like the housing market and stuff like that, that all, that's all a lagging measure. So it's like a wave. Like you increase the wages and then the costs come up behind it. It's just like, anyways, but that's what's going to happen is if PlayStation raises the expense to the developer, then the cost of video games is going to go up even more than it has recently, right? You're, we're going we're gonna to be, be seeing $100 games as the norm, uh, if, if that's the case. Uh, because the, the developers aren't going to take a cut. The businesses aren't going to take a cut on their, on their profit margins. You're going to pay more. Of course, there's a balance there with like, you know, what you're willing to pay. And like the market always balances out. That's a great thing about it is it always balances out. But but that's how it works, guys. Businesses need to make money. 
if they if their expenses go up the cost of a product goes up and then if the expenses go up so much that they can't you aren't willing to pay what needs to be paid in order for the business to be profitable then it goes bankrupt and it goes away and you don't even have the product as an option anymore so that's the thing you got to be careful about and that's what my concern is is if if playstation's the only game in town for these high-end high-performance games then the cost is going to go up and they're going to charge the developers more and then you're going to lose more money it's going to be more expensive to buy games you know and if the cost of games goes up enough you know then yeah i don't know but there's got to be a third there's got to be another person that comes in another company will step in to take xbox's spot because there are plenty of companies out there that i'm sure would be happy more than happy to um maybe steam Ooh, what do you think of that what if steam because they've got the steam deck what if steam made their own like because they already have they've got they've got the steam deck they've got steam as a website and not as a website as a software right what if and they've done steam machines in the past but what if steam stepped in pushed really hard into the console space Ooh, they're set they're set they could do it um if they ran game pass and that's the thing is if if they if their steam system ooh 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 that that could be really cool that could be really cool hmm i like that i wonder if steam would step in if if xbox steps out i think steam would be a a good would be someone who would probably try to step in there and i think alienware maybe might be someone who would push into that space um hmm because when i think about it i feel like an alienware console actually might be pretty cool i don't know what it would look like uh or anything like that google i don't think google would step into that space because again they're more like they're more you know software based um they tried to do the stadia and they lost a ton of money on that so i wonder i wonder what i hmm, i wonder plus there's that whole push towards cloud gaming that's been a really big thing so maybe they're just kind of playing the field right now to see you know getting their feelers out there um because if if cloud gaming is by the time the next console generation comes around they're not leaving now but they this might be the last xbox we see but if cloud gaming is good enough that it can be literally done from any device that has like we the next xbox might be might be a cloud gaming device exclusively i wonder i wonder if that would be the case depends on how good it gets i don't like cloud gaming it seems like the lag is just too much there's too much lag um i like you can't play certain games on like some games you can but there are definitely certain games that you can't you know there's got there's an acceptable uh level of of like lag but uh, it's just not it's not at that point where it would be acceptable to me you know um it's not responsive enough so i don't know we'll see what happens we'll see what the what the generation looks like the next generation which is obviously not going to be for like seven years <laughs> so it, it's going to take a while maybe five years i don't know 
But uh, oh, if it's Nintendo, we won't. After this next Nintendo console, we're not going to see another one for at least ten years, guys. And that's that's how N Nintendo rolls. They're just going to roll with you know old technology because they know you're going to pay it anyways because of the their IPs are so good. Um, but yeah, okay, guys. Um, man, Steam, a Steam console. That would be really cool. I've always wanted to have a computer that played Windows video games that was a gaming machine exclusively. You know what I mean? Um, where you didn't like... Because sometimes with PC games, like the older games or even new games, like there's so many like... There's the possibility for errors and stuff. You know, and that happens when you've got multiple hardware developers, you know, making stuff for this software. And then... You get like old versions and stuff like that. It's just, and uh, so there's good things and bad things about that for like PC, but I've always wanted to just turn my computer on and have it go straight to big picture mode. I know you can do this, but go straight, like as a, a dedicated gaming PC to go straight to big picture and then have its own little browser built in like Steam does, but to not have to run Windows, which that's the thing is like Steam runs on Windows. So you have both softwares running in the background, right? But to have the software just be Steam. Um, and then you turn it on and then it just runs, you know what I mean? Like a strictly gaming PC with keyboard and mouse with no extra crap in there except for the necessities, you know, I always thought that would be cool. But then I like to mod and stuff too. So I would need access to the files and uh, being able to get in there and, and download mods. So I don't know. I, I'm happy with Windows with PC as it is, um, but I've always thought it would be cool to have something like that. Where, um, and that's why I like... I like the Steam Deck idea and all that stuff. Like, I've got my ROG Ally, um, which is awesome. I love that thing. But I don't use it as much as I thought I would. Um, mostly because when I'm using, when I game, I'm usually at home. And in that case, I'm using my PC, my PlayStation, or my Xbox. So, hmm. I don't know, guys. Tell me what you think. Who could be the players for uh, stepping in to fill that spot in the console? uh in the console space because there there will be a space um nintendo doesn't really compete so th there's there's gonna be someone someone's gonna step in i guarantee with this news there are a lot of companies maybe not a lot there's at least a few companies that are going to be having meetings about what to do if xbox leaves and to possibly step in and to take that spot i think I think if Xbox steps down, you'll see two to three new consoles come out. Um, I think two to three. Yeah, two to three new consoles will come out, and then we're going to have a whole new console war, and then one of those is going to take the place of, of, of Xbox if they leave the console, mark, uh, console game. So we'll see what happens. But anyways, guys, that's going to do it for me this week. It's just a little minor potion for you. I wanted to talk about Xbox. So bye-bye Xbox. Um, I think it's a good thing. Overall, in the end, I think it would be a good thing um, for consumer. Well, I, I, I keep flip-flopping. I keep going back and forth. I think it would be a good thing as far as making all, as far as making all games available on all platforms. That would be great. I would love that. That'd be a great thing for consumers. But then as far as pricing and competition goes, competition's always better for consumers. So it's going to have good things and bad things about it if Xbox leaves. Are they going to leave? If I was a gambling man, I would say... I would say no. 
Probably not. At least not soon. Uh, but they might this... I don't think... If they leave, I don't think it's going to happen um, until the next generation when PlayStation comes out with a new one. They might just not create another one. I think this is an experiment for them. I think they're going to try and see how it works. Um, see how profitable it is for them to have their exclusives on PlayStation and really analyze that. There's, there's a lot of number crunching and stuff going on right now at Microsoft uh, for Xbox. So we'll see what happens. But we're going to go ahead and stop there, guys. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Potion Poppers podcast. If you like what you heard, leave a review. Uh, if you don't like what you heard, leave a review. Um, send it to someone you hate if you think they're going to hate it. <laughs> and uh, I guess we'll just see you in the next episode. All right. Bye. You have been listening to the Potion Poppers podcast. If you liked what you heard, then leave a review. And hey, if you want to hear more, don't forget to subscribe and we'll catch you next time.